start the podcast with that i mean I, I just want to take a little bit of time before we get into the games on tonight's slate we already missed out on thursday night football i think it's uh checking the score yeah 10, almost 7, uh, 10 7 almost in the first half is green bay driving now uh, they're at the 50 yard line but before we I get mean, into with the aaron Rodgers, that's kind of considered driving though that's true there's that's true. 57 seconds left yeah 57 seconds left but I want you to just take some time to appreciate. Are you giving me my soapbox for Cincinnati? Yes. yes. <laughs> hey, yeah. well, I mean, you brought me on the, the Cincinnati fan, uh, I guess, what, last three or four years? But you've mm-hmm. been a fan much longer than that. So mm-hmm. I want you to take yeah, some time I mean, to it, enjoy it, the win. It, it feels it feels amazing. Like it, it really feels like we can do this this year. Um, I'm not going to say we're going to win the Super Bowl or anything, but I do think we're going to break that spell and get our first playoff win. Not our first playoff win, but our first playoff win in years. I I do strongly believe in that. I think we're going to win in the division, and I do think we're going to win a playoff game this year. And it it feels really, really good to say that. Um, I mean, obviously, all the talk in the offseason about Cincinnati taking Jamar Chase, a lot of people didn't agree with that. Obviously, a lot of people thought they should take a lineman. But, I mean, damn, it, it's really it's really paid, paid off for them. I think everyone sees that now. I don't think anyone is questioning <laughs> why they took Jamar Chase. I think everyone yeah, I don't clearly think knows can. why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't. You can't. I mean, yeah. it was, it, it's been amazing I'll, to watch them. It's been very exciting. I'll be the first Just to, to admit just to I, beat I was, Baltimore the way that, that they did. Oh, yeah, you gave me my soapbox. Yeah, so go just, ahead. <laughs> just I didn't know he was going to go this long. Yeah, but go just ahead. to beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens the way that they did. Wow, I mean, I don't think anyone expected that. I mean, I thought a lot of people thought that we could win that game, but just to win in that fashion, that was amazing. Sure. Now you I mean, can go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm off I my mean, soapbox. what? We had the double lock again on Cincinnati. That mm-hmm. hit. Improves the double improves the double locks to six one and one on the season. We're hitting those at an eighty five percent rate. Just a reminder to our listeners, Courtney and I disagree on a lot of picks. I'm guessing we're probably going to disagree about some on the slate today. But mm-hmm. when we agree, it's got a pretty good record behind it. But yeah, I mean, I try to put my fandom aside when I'm handicapping games. Maybe that's easier said than done. But obviously, I was on them last week both with the points and money line um, because really like the spot. They are an improved team. An undervalued team said it last week and even though the game's not on the slate this week against the Jets they <laughs> they may be laying too big of a number. Uh, yeah, on that, the road. that game actually kind of scares me. It's a 10 point spread, right? 
Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Yeah. So it's gone up. Yeah, the, um, the look ahead line, which came out a couple of weeks ago, was Cincinnati minus three and a half. So <laughs> it jumped up a full touchdown. touchdown. After the win against the Ravens, that's that's too much. Yeah, too much. I, I don't want to say it's a trap game because I mean I, I still think they'll ultimately win, but ah, to cover that big of a spread, I because I mean it's a Jets team that they're at home. You never really know what you're going to get out of the Jets, honestly. They like, beat the Titans. Yeah, sometimes what, two they, weeks ago. Sometimes two, they show up. They play oh, the Titans. Yeah. I mean, the Titans have won three straight games, so I think their last loss was to the Jets. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to... And I know maybe that's like that old Cincinnati fan mentality that, I don't know, that's a large, that's a large spread. But I, I, I don't think... I mean, part of me says they will cover it, but I'm not going to like lock that in or lay a right. lot of money on that. I would definitely no, money line them. I'm, but, yeah. I'm not taking... Yeah, I'm not taking the Jets with the points either. I, I would just stay away from that game completely, which is the reason why it's not on the slate for tonight. Um, but I do think you're right in that it's not a, the same old Cincinnati team. I think Burrow, the leader of that team, has the poise, has the personality to go into New York laying ten and a half and not – come out flat you know i think he's the type of person that's like we're going to get the job done um next next team next game up so yeah i mean i I think that i mean we talked about it you and i personally i think burrow is a very competitive guy um and i I think that they have the moves they made in the off season have only complemented that competitive nature of him um especially on that defensive side yeah and i think i mean even all the talk about the line when the beginning of the season started, I mean, they've really turned it around. I mean, Burrow really is getting – I mean, it's not to say he's never getting sacked. I mean, he's getting a couple of games, but nothing like the first couple of games. They're definitely getting him a lot more protection. So Completely agree. It's – I don't yep. know. It's an amazing thing to watch, and I just relish in it every Sunday. All right. Hey. I wanted to spend that time, but I think we got to move on and talk about the games on the slate tonight. I will say, I am glad. Hopefully, you tailed the sprinkle quarter unit on Cincinnati plus one thousand. I was about that to division. say that. That's actually. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the the line has moved from plus one thousand to plus three fifty. <laughs> oh, wow. So significant change in the line due to that Bengals win, which is no surprise. I mean, that's one reason I gave it out last week thinking the Bengals had a really good shot to win the game, that if they did, there wouldn't be as much value on uh, them to win the division. Um, so hopefully you tailed that, got the value before you waited into this week, and you saw a significant change in the line. But Thursday Night Football is going on. Any, we want to say anything about that? Are you um, surprised? It's, it's halftime. Green Bay's up 10-7. I mean, I think on paper you look at this and you think that Arizona should probably be blowing them out with everything that they're missing. What they're missing, um, Adams, Lazard, MVS. I mean, I guess their top receiver right now is what, Randall Cobb? Yeah, I don't I don't know if he's gotten a touch. Um, Winfrey and Amari Rogers, when I was watching it before. Well, I mean, you did talk about Amari Rogers last night. Like, you... 
you were wanting to see him. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tweeted about this earlier. I I didn't make a lock just on the side or, or total of this game, but I did put on Twitter that I've got Arizona in two six-point teasers. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they would win the game. I wasn't confident in them covering six and a half. I thought it might come down to a field goal, but I thought Arizona field goal, four-point game. Yeah. I mean, but, it, it um, seems weird to look. I mean, obviously, I think the injury to J.J. Wide is going to prove to be more than what a lot of people think it should be or would be, but I mean, J.J. Watt is a big centerpiece to any any team that he's on. He's kind of like that unspoken heartbeat. So, but I, I don't think there's any excuse to be losing to this team, this Green Bay team right now. Yeah, I mean, the way I handicapped it, as I said on Twitter this morning, is I thought the game would come down to could Green Bay run the ball. Obviously, as you pointed out, the injuries to the wide receiving core, Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the league, him being out, and then really the next two on the depth chart. You know, I thought it would be a big Aaron Jones game. He scored the only, the first touchdown for Green Bay. Dylan watching it upstairs was was moving the ball well for for Green Bay. So, big thing is their defense yeah, is has shown up and playing well. Yeah, I so, mean AJ Dylan actually has more carries than Aaron Jones in the game right now. So. Right. Yeah, but as I put on Twitter, I locked in Arizona minus a half. And then before the line movement on the Sunday night game, which we'll talk about Minnesota and Dallas, I got Minnesota plus seven and a half. So now that the line is moved, um, money coming in on Minnesota to move that line to minus two and a half. Got a good number there. Got that this morning. And then Arizona minus a half and under 48 in the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. So, given all the injuries to Cleveland, I think we'll talk about that game. It's on the slate. But still, tough divisional game. Yeah, like that's that total. literally the first game that's on our slate. So, you should just slide Segway right into Segway into that. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm liking the totals at 42. With the six-point teaser, I got it to 48. Um, I still, I'm not going to lock it in, but I still might even like the total under 42 um, as is. It opened at 45 been bet down a field goal um we got the Steelers coming off a bye catching three and a half on the road in the dog pound um and what's a rematch of that last time we saw these two teams face off it was all Cleveland at uh in Pittsburgh right in that playoff game mm-hmm. you, what, you like this line you think Cleveland should be laying three and a half uh, with the question marks with Baker regarding Baker or yeah I mean I I have Pitt to cover this game that's a lock it's not a lock it's a lean I have Ooh, Pitt okay I have Pitt plus three and a half it's a lean um <sighs> I, I mean it's hard to say like what Pittsburgh team is going to show up and I guess the same thing for Cleveland's team it's I mean, it's definitely a different team with Case Keenum, but I can't say that Baker was super effective when it came to the past when he was playing. I mean, obviously, they're going to be getting Nick Chubb back more than likely. Um, Johnson looked good last week. He did look good. I mean, but it was still like a very weird game with the Denver. Um, I mean, I think we all kind of thought that that Cleveland was still going to 
run away with that game, but mm. never. I, I didn't think that. I yeah. mean, we, we didn't lock that game in. I'd lean Cleveland, um, but I definitely didn't think they'd run away with that game by any means. Um, well, I thought so, but um, I don't know. I mean, it's. I think the Steelers just have way too much, way too many offensive weapons. I mean, even with Juju out, you got Deontay Johnson, you got Claypool, you got Najee Harris. Um, I mean, even though Cleveland gives up a lot of, I mean, Cleveland's like when you look at Cleveland's game, you you typically think that they give up a lot of points, but. They weirdly only um, they've only allowed the second fewest points in the league to date, but yeah, yeah, it, it's really weird because you see like those really good Cleveland games. Most of them are really high scoring, so I think that it's, it gives this misillusion or it gives the illusion that their defense just really isn't that good. But honestly, they're like I said, they're giving up the second fewest uh, total well, points in the league. But well, well, you say good Cleveland games. I mean, there was the really good game with with the Chargers, which was a shootout. Mm-hmm. But the game before that, as we talked about, was a good game against the Vikings, and that was and a that low was scoring a low affair. Scoring, yeah. So they've played in tight games in both fashions. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I I, I guess so. I, you it, think it's, the revenge spot for no. Pittsburgh? I mean, I don't think you know, it's, Tomlin, I don't think it's revengeful at all. I I just really think it's it's going to come down to I think Pittsburgh has more talent on, on the offensive side of the ball. So you you're, you're taking Pittsburgh, Big Ben having to deal with that defensive line that pressure all yeah. game long is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean I think that's in. the thing. I think that I, I, Cleveland hasn't proven to me that they can stop the pass, and I think if Ben Ben can if Big Ben can get in any type of rhythm, I think they'll be fine. I mean, and if they can't, they have Najee to rely on. I mean, I feel like it's this, they're basically the same team offensively. It's just Pittsburgh to me has more talent because Cleveland has struggled to move the ball passing and they've relied on the run the same thing as, the, as Pittsburgh has. Who do you give the edge to as far as defense, Pittsburgh or Cleveland? It, it's pretty even. I mean, I'm, we can go ahead and sound the lock, but I'm taking the Browns lane minus three and a half. Uh, this game opened Cleveland minus two and a half. Money's come in on the Browns. You're locking th- them? I'm locking it in. I think it's wow. the right move. I'll give up the field goal and the hook um, because I, I, I hope Case Keenum does play. Um, I think a healthy Case Keenum is better than like an 80% Baker. I, I don't know if that many people would disagree with me. Um, you talk about all the talent that – the Steelers have uh, in the passing game. Well, Landry looked really good with Keenum and sort of the short game stuff. OBJ's back. Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, they, they've got receiving talent as well, plus the return of Chubb. And then you got the second string guy, Johnson, who looked really good against. I mean, I would say it's at least a decent Denver defense. Um, it's at decent. Home, at home, I think I would give. I would rather have Pittsburgh's defense than Denver's defense. Oh, I agree with that for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah but I, I think so I look at that game. game. If, if Keenum's under center, be a second game. Yeah, under so you center. feel like he's going to be more comfortable since it's a second. Yeah, game. be more comfortable. Exactly. I guess. Um, I, I, just I just think like, that I like. I like the Browns at home here. 
Um, and I, I like I him to get after. I like him to get after Big Ben. I like Miles Garrett to be inside Big Ben's face mask all game long. And the only thing I'll say I is, I can see forcing some turnovers that way. Some ill-advised passes. Mm-hmm. We know Big Ben struggles. He, he's been struggling under pressure. I mean, the games that he's looked the worst is when he's been pressured. Um, he's going to well, get yeah. that this week I mean, from that's, Cleveland. So that's, that doesn't say much. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just I'm just saying this defensive line for the Browns. It's going to bring it against a questionable offensive line. That's been the big concern about the Steelers all year. Their offensive line, they haven't held up against quality defensive opponents. I don't think they're going to hold I up this game. I just kind of view Pittsburgh as kind of like, yeah, because it's a, it's a divisional game. Mike Tomlin and, and Big Ben, I mean, this is what they, they live for, games like this. So, I mean, I look at like, yeah, there have been terrible, terrible aspects of every game that Pittsburgh has played, but there also has been kind of bright spots for them. And I feel like if there's any way that Pittsburgh is able to give Ben some time to throw the ball, Cleveland doesn't do well against the pass at all. So I feel like if they can assert both the run with Najee and Big Ben's offensive weapons throwing the ball, I think they'll be fine. I mean, I guess what you just said, Case Keenum, like, yeah, it's a second game, but I put way well, more he's on been this. Around, he's I been put, around Stefanski. He's been around this offense ever since Stefanski was in Minnesota. They were there together. I'm just so saying, I highly it's favor. Not his first, it's not like you're bringing in a rookie quarterback to try to take over a team. This is a veteran guy. I mean, he looked he good last veteran. game. He's okay. He didn't, you're saying he looked great. He didn't look great. He looked I didn't okay. I said great. I said good. He looked okay. Uh, good. Okay. Great. He's okay. He looked okay. He didn't He didn't look great or good. I thought he, he just, looked good for someone taking over a team. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think so. First week, yeah, he looked of all the, the replacement quarterbacks, he looked the best. I mean, because it's Case Keenum. I mean, it's it's, but it, it's not. I'm gonna say he looked great or good. He just looked okay to me. I, I think for he did enough to get a win. And I yeah, think he's it gets do a sorry Denver team. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna argue and say Denver's a better team than Pittsburgh, but I don't think Pittsburgh, even though their defense is gonna give Cleveland more problems. And mm-hmm. I think Denver's defense was he's he's going to face more pressure. I think. Yeah, and I think that um, you're forgetting that this is also a very competitive divisional game as well. I think sure, that sure. That's why I kind of want to give the edge to Pittsburgh because I think Pittsburgh still wants to somehow be relevant and competitive in the division, and I think that this is a must win for. I mean, I guess technically it's a must win for both of them, but. I think Cleveland has a better argument as to why they would be falling off just because of the injury bug. Pittsburgh doesn't really have a reason as to why except for Big Ben. And I think eventually they'll probably figure that out. All right, so no lock for you. You lean Pittsburgh plus three and a half. I'm locking in the Browns minus three in the hook. All right, must wins. Maybe that's a segue into the next game on the slate. Um because we got a team that hasn't gotten a win yet. Um, they're hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. who are laying three and a half on the road. Philly minus three and a half going into Detroit. 
catching a field goal and the hook. Golf, you caught it last week. You had him with 15 and a half. Yep. It took, what, an onside kick and a, and a fake punt. <laughs> I mean, that's what they um, had to and, do. That and, was an amazing start <laughs> to the game. Like, I mean, Dan Campbell could have drawn that up any better as far as his game plan. They... They executed it perfectly. That, I mean, that had, must be what he's talking about. That was biting some kneecaps right there. Like, who does an onside kick first quarter, right? And then come out, they're like, oh, okay, there's your trick play for the game. It's like the first. Nope, we got yeah. another trick play. Yeah. Here comes a fake punt right off the bat. Boom. Yeah. I, I hand it to him there. It, it's Maybe that's indicative of, like, the situation Detroit's in. It's like – um. We got to pull out trick plays to cover 15 and a half points against the Rams. We, you know, obviously they didn't win the game. They did cover the spread, but in order for them to do that, it took that type of effort <laughs> in the first half until the Rams, you know, took control of the game by the second half, and then, you know, it wasn't wasn't yeah, even competitive. Yeah, I mean, even though really they covered the, the yeah, I was gonna say, even though they covered the spread, I mean, it was just like 15 and a half. It never felt like. It was really that close. <laughs> sure. Um, exactly. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, both of these teams, Philadelphia and Detroit, they're both, um, I mean, desperate for a win. They're both, I mean, they both need this. They want it. Um, I, I'm I'm leaning Philly minus three and a half. I'm going to guess you're going with Detroit. Is, is Philly a good team? Is Philly a good team? Are they an okay team? I know they're not a great team. But are they even a good team? Like, I think they're you know, an okay now, now, now team. Now there I'm not talks of like, I mean, there are talks of like moving on from Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, there's you definitely know, they, talks they about benching him. I mean, that's one of my key destroyed. points. Destroyed. They got absolutely destroyed by the Raiders. Um, that that game, the final score made it look a little bit closer than what it actually was. But 33-22, the Raiders were up huge the entire game. I mean, they had complete control. Philly was never even in contention in that game. Um, I guess the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders, we've talked about them before. They're a little confusing. They are. Started out the, the year, obviously 3-0. and Then they get beat handily by the Chargers. Then all the distractions, but it hasn't seemed like much of a distraction. They haven't lost a game since Gruden's, um, what was, what, let go, resigned, whatever. Um, well, I mean, the week that they actually leaked, they lost that, and then after he's actually been fired, no. But exactly. that's only that was only right. that's only been two one weeks. Week. Been two weeks. Two weeks, okay. Yeah, two weeks. So that said, I mean, you know, Philly what, they kinda look competitive against the Bucks at home in that primetime game, Thursday night game. But for the most part they've been a Fairly disappointing team. I mean, the the offense, Jalen Hurts can't even consistently get the ball to the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks I good mean, when he's scrambling. I mean, he's good for fantasy points. Yeah, I was going to say. Because he runs the ball so much. I think that if Philly's confusing in that they're not good at any position. And I think I, I I know I've said this in a podcast earlier podcast session. I don't know which week it was, but I I remember saying they need a new offense, offensive line. Jalen needs more offensive weapons. They need a better defense, and they need some special teams. Like they don't step on a, a step up on any side of the ball at all. 
I feel like Jalen Hurts is basically kind of like how we say Lamar is. He's just kind of running around trying to make something out of nothing. And yeah. obviously Lamar's, you know, able to do that a, hey. because I think he has more experience in the league and he, he has more talent around him. And he's just probably he's just a more talented player overall than Jalen Hurts is right now. You um, say Lamar, I say he probably looks more like Patrick Mahomes right now. Um, but I mean, yeah, I guess you can make that comparison for this year, but I'm yeah, not going to say. Yeah, for this year. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, but there are sometimes I look at Jalen and he just, he does stupid shit. I mean, yeah. he's not accurate. It's just no real, like, quarterback awareness. I don't think it's benchable stuff. I, I think that there's stuff that, you know, they need to work on. But I, I just – I don't really know what their game plan is. Um, you know, they traded Hurts. I feel like, you know, they're right. talking about benching Hurts. Um, and now, right. you know, there's been other kind of, like, trade talks come up. So I don't really know what mm-hmm. their focus is right now. I don't know if they're just trying yeah. to like blow this shit up and like just right. like that, tank that, and get a yeah. decent that, draft pick. That was going to be my know. question. That was going to be my question for you. You know, the sending Ertz to Arizona was that sort of the door opening to the possibility of moving on from a lot of these veterans. You know, may, if they lose this game to Detroit, we might see a lot more of that um, blowing it up, whatever you want to call it. But but. Moving on from some of these veteran, uh, bigger contracts, expiring contracts, and trying to get draft picks, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe look to build around Hurts. Um, I get the sense that the organization has more confidence, or yeah, c- compared to Tua's experience. I feel like Miami maybe has less confidence in Tua than Philly has in Hurts. Um, but maybe not. It, it may be the same level of questions uh, regarding both former Alabama quarterbacks. That said, in this game, you you must know me well. I'm actually locking in Detroit money line plus one fifty five for Jared Goff, Dan Campbell get their first win of the season. They yeah. may not win another game, but I think this is the spot. I mean, um, it's it's a it's a winnable game for them. For I sure. think for me, I, I want to sure. go with Philly minus three and a half. Just I don't know. I like Jalen Hurts. I, I really do, and wow. I, I think that he. Wow! No, 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 no! I'm not going to let you handicap a game by saying no, I, I'm going to go about... Philly minus three and a half because I like Jalen Hurts. No, I think that I like Jalen Hurts. And I think that all the talks about him being benched, I think that he's going to play like he has something to prove. I just don't know if he has enough, again, weapons and personnel around him to help him be successful. But I think he, I think he has more to prove this week than ever before. Right. I mean, Sanders has kind of been a disappointment. They haven't been been able to establish a consistent run game other than Hurts himself running mm-hmm. the ball. I mean, Gainwell, um, like, every once in a while. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said. I think like, he came in last game and coughed up the ball yeah. immediately. Every, first, every first aspect possession. of the ball has just been terrible. And, like I yeah. said, I, I can't, like, let Jalen, even though I do like him, get away, like, blameless. Because, yeah, I mean, like I said, he's he does some silly shit, like, every game. He, he really does. Um, but it's just not a good team right now. It's just not. Yeah, I mean, that's why I give Detroit the edge. Um, I mean, the same thing with, with Detroit is 
Not a good I, team. No, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I put I, I made one like major note about this game. I, I think if Philly is able to take away the run game from Detroit, like if they're able to stop Swift, I, I think they'll easily win it because I, I think Goff has proven again that he can't he can't play a, a clean game. Like he he's a he he can't take care yeah. of the ball at all. He can't protect it. I mean, it goes right. back to the stat we talked about last week with the amount of interceptions and fumbles he yeah. himself has. So exactly. I think if they can focus on just taking the run game away and forcing Goff to throw, I think that's where Philly can end up winning the game. Yeah, I just don't know if Philly can stop Yeah, I mean, like it's, that, it's easier know? said than done because, again, right. it's Philly. But, yeah, I think that that's their key, key to winning the game. I just don't think Philly is good enough even against Detroit, to be laying three and a half points on the road. Um, this line opened at three and a half, hasn't moved at all. There's been money coming toward the under. It opened at 49 and a half. It's been bet down to 48. But I just think there's value here on Detroit to get a win. I think they're kind of due for one. 0-7, mm-hmm. maybe this is the only win they get all season long. Go 1-16, get the top draft pick, who probably... I was going to say, who do you can, even take? Can kick it? I mean, the, the who do you new, take? kind of the new hot favorites, Kenny Pickett. Either him, I think Matt Corral's been, been you know, the number two guy. I mean, I, I don't for think Philly's at the point where you take another quarterback, do you? No, I'm talking about Detroit. Oh. I'm talking about Detroit goes one and uh, 16, and they take a quarterback mm. and I mean, I, move on from golf. I mean, I definitely think that. If we're, I'm sure. sorry, I was focused on Philly taking. But no, I, I was saying here, here's the only spot Detroit gets a win. Then they won't win another game for the rest of the season. Get the first draft pick and take uh, – I'd take Matt Corral myself. I, I mean, I was going to say, yeah, I, I would a, if I were Detroit. He's a dual threat guy. If I were yeah. Detroit, I would. I mean, sure. this golf experiment it is not pay, paying off well for them. Yeah, and, and as you said, it, it was never meant to be long-term yeah, anyway. So. All right, so no lock for you on that game. You're mm-hmm. leaning Philly. I haven't, I haven't locked in anything. I'm about to. No locks. No locks. I'm, I am I've about locked to. in. That was my fourth lock of the week so far. Two teasers, Cleveland and Detroit Moneyline. Look at that. That's an exotic card. All right, I got wow. more to come exotic. here. Exotic. I got three bets on this. this I don't next remember game. you hit, saying hit the lock button, but like twice. Well, I started out with the two teasers I posted on Twitter, so. There's, okay, there's we're no just need talking to. about podcast locks. You podcast only locks, in yeah. I would have locked in those on the podcast mm-hmm. if we have gotten it done last night. But uh, yeah, anyway, moving on. Issues. All right, moving on. Whew, love this next game. Love it. 1 p.m. kickoff, total at 51. It's been bet up from 49 at the opener. The Tennessee Titans, the slayers of the top of the AFC, are catching a point and a half on the road against the Indianapolis Colts, mm-hmm. a sneaky hot team, sneaky hot team. Mm-hmm. Expectations at the beginning of the season, then they're disappointing, now they're catching their stride. And uh, this this game flipped today. Um, I had the, sh- the sheet made out. Indy was a one-point underdog yesterday, and this line has moved two, two-and-a-half points today to make them a one-and-a-half-point favorite. It opened at Indiana or Indianapolis minus two and a half. So money has come in on Tennessee. Understandably so. I mean, they're <laughs> just knocked off the Bills 
uh, in a close game and then absolutely destroyed the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was as much them destroying them as a combination of the Chiefs' continued struggles paired with the good play of Tennessee. But what what are you thinking here? You um, you I mean, lay I had, the points with the Colts at home. Or are you you riding King Henry's train? I'm riding and, King Henry. I mean, I had and, it locked until in. the wheels come off. <laughs> right? I mean, technically, this is like I think the first week I've really gone with the Titans. Um, I think I typically so this is always it's always Big C. He's going with the Titans. Yeah, but I I mean I'm actually starting to believe in them a little bit. Winning three straight, um, looking to sweep the Colts because they've already played this season and. Yeah, looking to looking to sweep them. Um, Wentz hasn't won a game against the Titans. I was comfortable locking in Tennessee minus one. So yeah, I mean I'll definitely take them plus one and a half since it's moved. Well, I mean what's what's impressing you about the Titans? I mean, is it just King Henry? He's what? On I mean, a I think for the most part, unbelievable it has. career year for for yards. Yeah. I mean, he's I think it has blowing been, out the record. Yeah, I think it has been Henry to date. I think that. I did look up a stat just to see how much the Colts defense is doing, like, per carry. And then the Colts defense is allowing an average of 4.2 yards per carry, which, I mean, technically, I mean, it isn't bad. I mean, it's pretty good. Um, but I haven't faced <laughs> – I mean, I faced Derrick Henry before, but they haven't faced another running back quite in that same caliber as Derrick Henry. Um, but, I mean, even I, – I feel like if they take the runaway – Tannehill is starting to get comfortable again. I think we all, I you know, said that last week. Yeah, we, we, yeah. I mean, you have. I believe it now because I mean, he was so touted in the fantasy quarterback. You know, get him. You know, one of those early quarterbacks, and it just hadn't panned out. But I think he's actually, you know, getting comfortable. AJ Brown has looked really good. I think the big thing is um, Indy's secondary is kind of banged up this week too. So. I mean, if if they do make it a a Ryan Tannehill game, I think that it bodes in their favor in one way because you're taking Derrick Henry away, but then I think it could hurt them because they are kind of banged up in the secondary. Guess what? You don't care. You're going with Indy. We already know. (laughs) I'm locking in my Colts. I've never understood this. I'm locking in my Colts. You love the Colts. I feel like you should just move across the river and just, like, move over there. Lock it in the coats. Minus one and a half. Sound the lock. Uh, sound uh, classy. I'm going with the coats because I, I like their defense. I, I, and you're right to point out that uh, th- there was an issue. They, they lost uh, Rocky Asin, I think, a couple weeks ago. And then lost another one from Xavier the last Xavier Rhodes is hurt, right? Yes, exactly yeah. right. So, so, yes, I know there are those concerns there. But I think they're going to do an excellent job against the run. And if you, you tell me, you tell me, and I know you may disagree with this, but you give me a quarterback shootout between Tannehill with and Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz. You're taking Carson Wentz. Wentz I'm, I'm taking Wentz right now. Wow. Wentz is heading Wentz and Reich. I, I like that combination. It's 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 catching some meshing right now. What that was all the offseason talk is, you know, he was a former quarterback coach for him, you know, quarterback whisperer. He was going to get Wentz right. Started out the season, didn't look like that experiment was working, but now it's starting to come together. At home, mm-hmm. tough divisional game. Tennessee's at the top right now. Mm-hmm. I, I like this. Give me the coach minus one and a half. I'm also locking in the under, even though the money is coming in 
on the over. So it's trending toward a high, higher scoring game. I like this to be a lower scoring game because I actually think the value has been on Tennessee's defense. That's, that's the part of, of the Titans game that's impressed me. Obviously, they held Buffalo when they needed to, got stops, key stop at the end of the game. But it really been the entire game they were giving uh, Josh Allen that Bills offense trouble. And then what they did to the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs have been struggling still, I think the Titans gave them a lot of problems. So I think this defense is a little bit undervalued paired with a, a good Colts defense in my mind, especially I think they'll be able to stop the run. I see this be a lower scoring game. It's a lock in under 51. And then for the bonus sprinkle, oh, you have a I'm sprinkle? going to bonus. Well, it's not a sprinkle because I'm putting a full unit on it. So why'd you say I'm sprinkle? taking Indy. Well, I don't know. Because I sprinkled the quarter unit on Cincy last week. But I'm putting a full unit on Indy to win that division. Plus 350. Right now, t- you know, Tennessee's uh, the the favorites. I think it's minus 400 for them to win the division. This game right here, this is another game kind of like Cincinnati and Baltimore from last week. They can shift the value on certain teams. So right here, I'm liking the Colts plus 350 to win the division, AFC South. That's it. My three bets. Minus one and a half, under 51. And the sprinkle. Indy to win the division, plus 350. Lock, yeah, lock, I, lock. I, I really just think you should just switch from being a Cincinnati fan to a Colts fan. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. I, I, I see a trend, but go ahead. No, I'm, well, part of it is Indy, for the last couple of weeks, the narrative has, has been going against Indy, right? All the hype, they're not a good team, they're not a good team. Mm-hmm. That's when you can find value on them. I think this game, some of the narrative is changing. You know, I'm starting to hear the rumbles of, hey, maybe Carson Wentz is, is back to his old self. You know, the Colts seem to be playing well. They got a tough road victory last week against the Niners. But I still get the sense that everybody's high on the Titans. Understandably so. They knocked off the Chiefs. They knocked off the Bills. To your point, keep riding that train until they stop knocking off right. teams in the AFC, right? Um so in my mind, the public's probably going to be on Tennessee. I think more of the sharper action is going to be on the Colts. Two twisted ankle wins, what, from like week three? Mm-hmm. Guy twisted both ankles. Yeah, we were thinking um, we were just going to be starting like Jacob Eason. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then they're like, no, they cut Eason. Wentz is our guy. He's back, taking us to win the division and on to the playoffs where they're going to be a scary team in the playoffs. You want to say anything else about why I'm wrong? I mean, I... you just fed up with my... Yeah. It's not even Colts fandom. I, I don't really even like the Colts. I think that you I do. Like I think maybe I like, it's I like subconsciously value. you do and you just don't want to realize it. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I like value. And value's been on the Colts. Here, you're only laying... A point and a half at home. I like yeah, the Colts. I'm going to stick with the Titans that have been um, actually playing well, making things happen. All right. 
That's not a double lock then. We've had no double locks yet. Uh, will this be the first week no double locks? Mm, I have I a know. feeling this next one is going to be a double lock. You're going with Bill too? No, I'm not. Bill and Little Man? You're going with Bill? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. No, no. I was about I like to say, wow. You're, you're like, like my other fan club, the Superchargers. You love the Superchargers. <laughs> we got New England. Got to travel all the way across the country. Uh, catching four points. This game actually opened at, at Chargers minus five and a half. So money's clearly come in on the Patriots pretty heavily, too. Um, what, off and, you know, uh, destroying the Jets last mm-hmm. week. Chargers coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. They got embarrassed by the Ravens. Then they go on a bye. Stayed at home. You know, I think a factor in this game that I'm using to handicap this is New England's got to go from Foxborough all the way to the West Coast. Um, it is a 4 o'clock kickoff. So, you know, that, that makes a difference. A little extra travel time. But I'm, I'm liking the Chargers off a bye. And... Part of it is, I still don't know, are the Patriots a good team? Like, who are the Patriots? I, I can't figure it out. Last week, we talked about them, you know, playing Tom Brady close. Then the disappointing game with the Texans. Then they come back and play the Cowboys close. Then they destroy the Jets. Mm-hmm. But there's been sort of a lack of consistency something that's predictable something yeah. that I can use to handicap games and and here I, I just think the offense for the Chargers coming off a bye people are getting healthy again for the Chargers had time to work through some things get over that Ravens embarrassing loss I like them to win by a touchdown at home no I agree um, I mean I'm locking in the Chargers it, you said it's minus four now right minus yeah. four I, I'm locking that in. I mean... So that's a double yeah, lock. That's yeah, I was going to say, lock. I think that probably is our, our one double lock this week. We might have a couple more, but... Yeah, I mean, like you said, Chargers coming off the bye. Patriots coming off. They put 54 up against the Jets. It's just hard. It's just because you never know what team you're going to get. I, I think it's even hard, like, from a fantasy standpoint, when you own Patriots players. Like, you just never know yeah. who's going to have a good game. Is it going to be Damian Harris? Is it going to be Jacoby Myers? Is it going to be Brandon Bolden? Like, you just, <laughs> I don't know. It's Who? Brandon Bolden? Like, who is yeah. that guy, right? Yeah. I guess a lot of our listeners probably don't know who that guy is. Yeah, I mean, I think most people had no idea who he was until James White went down. Yeah, exactly. Oh, somebody just went down in the Cardinals game. Got the card out. Um... But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people. We well, gotta tell us. Who I, I don't is. know well, who it listeners is. Listeners will know. Listeners. Will oh, I'm know sorry. By the time it's this. Uh, somebody went down for the Packers, but. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that you said it perfectly. You just don't know who this team is or identity. I can't really figure it out. I mean, it just seems like they're doing enough to to get by. But I don't think it's enough to to beat the Chargers. I think the Chargers have too many offensive weapons. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I kind of like this. I'm I'm leaning the under. It opened at 51, and it's been bet down. Or I'm sorry, it opened at 47 and a half, and it's been bet up to 49. So money's coming in on the over. 
But part I kinda of me scared. I kind of. You said you want to go over or under. I, I like under forty nine. That scares um, me. Really? Yeah, I mean because why you you think? I mean the charges allow the, the charges allow roughly twenty five points per game, and then I look right. at where I think the Chargers have the advantage, and that's going to be throwing the ball with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and. The uh, yeah. Patriots just lost Jonathan James for the year, and they're already without Gilmore. So, right, I a secondary that Herbert can expose. Yeah, I think. I mean, because honestly, who the Chargers? Coming, I mean, the Chargers. I feel like are need to play well. I mean, I think that right. this is a game for them. They have to come out and they have to play well. I think Herbert's gonna have to to throw the ball and I. I I think that they need to prove that they're a legit team. And it, it wasn't just a couple of, like, fluky wins. So, yeah, I think that that's something they're going to be looking to expose is that Patriots secondary. Yeah. And, you know, I, I fully expect them to play well coming off a of bye. I mean, that's that's why I'm going with a minus four. The reason I sort of lean the under, I still have a lot of question marks about that, that Patriots offense. And – I mean, I guess I do too, you know, but damn, you just put up 54 points. Yeah, against the Jets. I don't know. That that game, I kind of – I don't even want to really factor it into um, my, my handicapping um, just because I can – the under because I feel like the strength of the Patriots is obviously the defense and the ability for Bill Belichick to scheme something a, you know, show the the opponent's weaknesses, and so I'm sort of liking the under in that. I think Chargers win, cover the four, but it's a lower scoring game than we might expect. Um, maybe Chargers defense show up this game. A Patriots offense that has a lot of question marks. So leaning that way, not locking it in. Um, but double lock for the pot. Chargers, minus four, off a bye, going to get it done at home. Uh, win by a touchdown. That's that's my call. 27-20. There's your under. Okay. 27-20. There's your under 49. All right. On to the next game. We got Tampa Bay, minus four and a half, on the road, in the Big Easy. Famous Jameis catching four and a half at home. Um, this opened at Tampa Bay minus four. So money continues to come in on them. P- push this line up to four and a half. What do you think? The right move? You liking Brady just to keep that Bucks train rolling? Doesn't look like yeah. anybody can stop him. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think it's. I think this game is about both no one being able to stop Brady and the other part of it is the Saints just haven't shown me anything offensively to remotely think that they would be able to keep up with the high-potent offense of Tampa Bay. I mean, I think that... I think that the Saints have changed so much since Drew Brees has been away this season. I think it went from this high-scoring offense to now it's basically they're this game... They have a game-management offense. I think that their defense is taking the forefront, and Jameis has just become a, a game managing quarterback. Every right. once in a while, they get like a high, you know, flashy play, but 
for the most part, it's just game managing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree you, with that. Kind, you have, kind of like a, a Teddy Bridgewater in Denver, right? We're, we're going yeah, to, I mean, our, our team really, identity is going to be defense. Yeah. And just don't don't make any mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. You know, have some drives where you get some field goal range, manage some touchdowns, but we're not asking you to go out there and be throw the ball fifty times, right? It's, right. it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that week one game against Green Bay was just a, a fluke. I sure. think everyone I mean, saw that and thought this was just going to be a, a crazy offense. Like Jameis was, oh my god, you know, this is clearly the right decision over Taysom Hill like he's you know this is great <laughs> but we haven't seen anything like that since week one um I, I wish I, I had sold my Winston MVP ticket after week one because I got yeah. a ticket before the season at plus 4,000 40 to 1 odds and then after week one I'm like oh hell yeah I got a good one here uh but I should have yeah. known. And now, I mean, I probably could I mean, I, I can't lie. I mean, I, I was really high on Jameis coming in and into this season. Yeah. I think it's I think it's because I wanted him to do well. I agree. I um, agree. I just wanted him to do well. I, I was on really eBay did. like every night looking at, you know, Jameis Winston, uh, Winston rookie auto cards, like graded PSA 10s. I'm like, I'm going to invest in this guy's cards. He's going to have a monster year. Get the you know have the Saints in contention because I, I, and I think they still do have a good defense, right? I think we saw signs of that yeah. in the last game and against Seattle. I, um, I will say this: I mean, I think the New Orleans team is going to look totally different when um, Michael Thomas comes back. I mean. I, I think right now Jameis is lacking. That, that I mean, he has that connection with Marquez Callaway, but other than that, who does he really have? Yeah, well, you just got Traquan back last game. I mean, Traquan. Um, I mean, that was who he was arguing with on the sideline last game, right? right? Like they <laughs> yeah, got, yeah. <laughs> that shit but, did not look good. Right, but but um, I think that was the person he had worked with the most over the summer, um, and and I guess I the person was, he thought he had built a, a rapport with, um, and uh, clearly things kind of broke down there on the sideline, but. Yeah, I'm like you. I think Thomas is scheduled to come back off the pup wow. list week eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, be curious to see what happens there. I mean, does that really kind of open things up? You know, here's somebody who was maybe I mean, I think it a should. top I mean, receiver in the league. Yeah. Obviously, last year he took a step back. But, mm-hmm. but I think that was a lot to do with Breeze. I mean, he was getting older and just didn't have the arm that he was used to. Not to say that Michael Thomas is ever like a deep threat because most of the time they do those short like screen passes to him. But, I mean, still, Breeze just wasn't the same quarterback as he was. I think everyone on that team kind of took a step back last year. Right. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I, um, wow. You lock, you I, I don't, him, are you... Yeah, just time out. Are are you watching this game at all or no? No. Oh, it looks like uh, Tanya may have just like in, like maybe torn his ACL. Wow. It it doesn't so look good. Are on you that. editing this out or are we commenting? No, no, we're just gonna roll with this. Oh um, wow, okay, all right. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna say it's ACL because he's walking off now, but it does not look good. I mean, it, it's been a lot of um, two people have gotten the cart. Tanya's 
barely walking off the field doesn't look good. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, also I think a key thing about this Saints Bucks game is that the Saints swept Brady last year in the regular season. So I think that Brady is going going to. Have, I mean, not to say Brady ever has anything to prove, but I, <laughs> I think I don't know. I just thought that that was an interesting tidbit that the Saints did sweep Brady last year in the regular season. Um, also, that Brady. I mean, he's on record to surpass fifty five hundred passing yards this year, fifty one touchdowns and only seven picks. That's pretty crazy, right? That's crazy. But that I think is either his. It would be his. Second best, I think, stat line of his career, if that holds true. Not surprised. I mean, you know, he he just like keeps getting better the older he gets. He yeah, defies he's all ageless. logic. He's like it. Benjamin yeah. Button, right? I, we but, don't really know how he does it. I mean, especially, I mean, there's been games he's played without Antonio Brown. He's been without Gronk. So I mean, you can't even say. I mean, I think those are arguably his two favorites. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are just kind of like, eh, you know, when yeah, he can just, throw it to him, he does. But if he has all four of them, he definitely doesn't favor those two at all. Right. Yeah. It's just kind of like next guy up, right? You know, yeah. he, he'll find another target. He's going to distribute the ball where it needs to be distributed to. So does this mean, are you locking in Tampa Bay minus four and a half? Yeah, yeah, I have it locked in. You're locking in. Wow, okay. So we have another double lock? No, I can't. I can't lock that in. Um, You're not locking that in against n- the freaking Saints? Not locking it in. No. Wow. I, I, you think there's a chance Jameis Winston's going to beat Tom Brady? No, but I think he might cover four and a half. No, ain't no way. Um... Put Ain't the house no on it? Just put the house on it? <laughs> yeah. That's one of my more comfortable locks this week. Really? Yeah. Ah, Superdome. The the mm. way I, I just listen to those Saints players walking off the field. Getting a, you know, that was a big win on the road in Seattle, even though Russ wasn't playing was going it really? against Chino. Yeah, I think so. I mean, anytime you win on the road in prime time in the NFL, that's a that's a big win. That's that's a good. That was win. probably one of the worst games that has been televised on. TV. I'm not talking about the quality of the game. That was I'm just, just a saying, terrible game. I'm not. But talking I, I can't about, even. I wouldn't even think if I were a Saints player, I'd be happy to say like I played for either one of those teams and I won. Like wow. I don't think that they feel confident about that win in prime time at all. Like that was a shitty game. It was a shitty game. But against they got a shitty it team that doesn't have their starting quarterback, yeah, and they don't have their starting running back, and they're just kind of like depleted all all around. I don't care. It's still you, you yeah. get a win on the road. You carry wow. a little bit of momentum. You're coming back home, and you're bringing in the defending Super Bowl champs. This is a game they'll get up for. Um, mm. May, I mean, maybe maybe the Saints are going to just continue their sweep of Brady in the regular season from last year, according like to I said, this. I'm not saying that – I'm not saying they beat Tampa Bay. I'm just saying I think – I'm not confident enough in the Bucks covering four and a half on the road. If, it, if this was in Tampa, I think I'd be with you. Sound the double lock bell. Playing on the road, it's going to be a thing. hostile environment. When I think Tom Brady, I just don't feel like he gets rattled by away crowds. I mean, I just don't feel like he's a, a player that doesn't play well in a on yeah, the road. But, but, I mean, maybe like the Foxborough game, you could say, but I sure. feel like that game was because it was raining. I think it would have been interesting to see them, like if the element, you know, not not with the rain, and just see how he would have played. But I don't think that 
Tom Brady is one of those players that really has a disadvantage on the road. Well, I don't I'm, think that even plays a factor in anything. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying. Yeah, I, I don't like I, this I pick, necessi- Mixie. I I actually hate this pick. I I'm feel not, like you're going to call. I'm not making a pick. All I'm you're not is locking saying, it in, I'm but even leaning. I'm not even yeah, leaning. I, I, I don't lean, like it. I lean Tampa Bay. I feel like you should make this a double lock and like make our listeners some money. Stop being um, a little chicken shit and think Jameis Winston is going to cover. If you listen, if you want to follow Classy, I'm just going to remind the <laughs> listeners: you, you should I tell them your your season long record? I here. think that we started over like every week. No, <laughs> season long record for Classy: 11, 12, and one, down two point one. But years. I make logical picks. I want people to understand Me, that. Like I'm, I, I just, I, just I make let the logical picks. Know. <laughs> I make picks that cash. I'm 17, <laughs> 8, and 1, up almost 10 and a half units. Um, so, if I don't feel a certain way about a game, I'm just not going to. Just because I lean, can, I'm not double locking it. No. You can feel a certain way about, like, Philly and Detroit. You locked it. Did you lock something in on that? Yeah, I locked in Detroit money line. Yeah. You can feel something about that game. A team that hasn't won a game all fucking season, but you can't feel something for Tom Brady. Yeah, That's I feel something for him. I'm just saying, on the road, mm-hmm. on the road, I'm not taking Tommy laying four and a half on the road. I'm not going to do it. I hope you cash. I hope the people who tell you cash. Our listeners, I hope they. I hope everybody hope they, makes money. The people who tell me cash, you mean you yeah. the people listening cash? Yeah, that tell you, tell your pick. Um, I, I hope it cashes for them and you. I'm just not getting involved in this game. This is a pass game for me. I'm going to be watching. Right. I'm actually pretty intrigued about this. I'm sure it'll be on uh, cable it'll definitely television. Definitely be on Fox. Yeah. yeah. So I'll probably be wow. tuned in. Halloween, um, passing out some candy. I'll be passing out candy fourth quarter. Passing out your little Tootsie Rolls and yeah. Tom Brady's just throwing fucking <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> and you'll just be sitting here passing out your Tootsie Rolls to. Wishing I'd, I'd follow yeah, Classy. Exactly. And made so it you a could be lock. passing out some better candy like Reese Cups. Let's see what we can do Sunday night. Sunday night football. Um, Dallas, Minnesota. I don't know will the candy be over by then. It'll be eight o'clock on the East Coast where I am. So, I mean, sometimes I think it depends on the parent if they want their. I mean, eight o'clock isn't technically late. I think nine o'clock by nine, you, all kids are probably in. You get to like eight, teenagers eight, that don't seven. even dress up at like eight thirty. They just got like pants a and a shirt on. No, not even a mask. It's just like they're sixteen years old. They drive up in your driveway, get out, and want, <laughs> want the candy. You're like. What are you? This is like, give me the candy. Okay, man. Well, I'm surprised you're giving out candy. A lot of people don't even give out candy. A lot of people, like, try to think of cool shit to, like, trinket things to give out. What's a trinket thing? (laughs) Like, they give out different things every year. Like, they, like, some people, like, remember, like, fidget spinners. No, no, like fidget spinners. When they were like really hot, oh, like they would give out like fidget spinners. Like no. they, they'll just find like different things to give out other than just you know candy. No, but you I guess a you're Kit, a traditionalist. You get a your... Kit Kat and a Reese's cup over here. So wow, um, yeah, I mean, I, I Reese's cup is my favorite. So there you go. 
But I mean, Dallas, night game. Dallas, Minnesota. Hey, I I set up the games. Okay, don't be trying to. Don't be trying to <laughs> I feel like job. you're just getting you're just getting way <laughs> off task here. Getting, in, like, getting into the you're getting excited hey, about I'm in, I'm into the season. Into the season. Yeah. Hey, big yeah. question mark. Is Dak going to play? Big question mark. Trick or treat? What's Dak's status? <laughs> what the <hell>? <laughs> <laughs> Trick or treat? We, you know, is the calf going to cause him an issue? We're going to be tricked into thinking he's not going to play? Or are we going to be treated by Dak Prescott, wow. Dakota Prescott, running out of that tunnel, wearing the star Dakota helmet Prescott. on the road against Vikings, your boys' team, Minus two and a half. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking here? Are, are you staying away from this game until official I mean, I word comes I'm, out? I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make two. I'm gonna make two selections. Okay. These could be conditional bets. Yeah. These these are if Dak plays. Yeah. I like Dallas. I like Dallas. Um, you would lock that in plus two and a half. I would lock that in plus two and a half. Yeah. Okay. I I like Dallas money line if. If Dak plays, okay, so you get a little value um, there. Yeah, I, I really like it. Um, if he doesn't play, hell, who who is uh, Dallas's backup? Jesus, you gotta have his stuff ready. I mean, you're the one who brought up Dakota Prescott. Is he gonna <laughs> trick or is he gonna treat us? <laughs> and you don't know who the backup is. It's uh. uh Cooper Rush, right? Is that still who it is? They didn't pick up anybody else? Uh, they had, what, the rookie, and they cut him after preseason, I think. Yeah, so, it is Rush. And they also have Will Greer. Will Greer, yeah. But Cooper Rush, yeah. I think, is yeah, the, he's second. the clear yeah, number Yeah, I two. mean, yeah, if, if, if we're going to rely on Cooper Rush, I don't trust that at all. I, I, would, I would have to go... Minnesota to cover, and that would be a lock if Dak. Gets. So I feel like either way, if Dak goes, I'm I'm locked in Dallas's way. Here's, if Dak doesn't go, I'm locked in Minnesota's way. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. This this line has been moving uh, over the last couple of days. Specifically but I think it's because, based on Dak's yeah, injury, right? right? Yeah. So you know, we can say right now. I think the line indicates. It's trending in the direction of him not playing. This opened at Dallas minus two and a half. It's now Dallas plus two and a half. Mm-hmm. So the I, money, I think, I think is pro- projecting that Dak's not going to play, mm-hmm. even all, coming off a of bye. The word coming out of, of uh, Dallas organization is that it's still not there. I mean, even he himself mm-hmm. has given off the impression that if he does play, he's not going to be 100%, right? Yeah, I mean, I think if it were up to Dak himself, I think it would be without a doubt he would play. But obviously, he's he's got to get the clearance from the team doctors. So it's not just solely his decision. And I think, obviously, with Dak's injury history, like they are going to want to protect him as much as they can. I, so, got, one, I got one word for you. What's that? Skull! I'm going oh, Vikings. Okay. All I'm gonna in. send you. I'm just gonna send you Lexus's number so you guys can just like be be friends and scold it up because I'm, I'm scolding it up, locking it. So in. even if Dad goes, you're just go. You don't you don't have any conditions. It's just go. No. Let let Dak play. Um, in fact, I was hoping 
he would play. That way I could go Vikings money line and get plus money there. Um, but right now it's looking like he's not going to play. I'm definitely locking this in minus two and a half. I mean, because if Dak, if Dak doesn't play, this number is going to get to three. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be... Get the value now. Yeah. But I just want to say my piece as to why I want to pick Dallas. If, if Dak does play. And I'll, I'll and, give you my that, piece as to why you're wrong. <laughs> that's because... That's because Dallas is, is just more consistent than the Vikings. I think the Vikings just are – they just continue to kind of struggle. Every week they get better and better. But I don't think we still know their true identity. I think you – I don't know which team you said. Maybe it's like the Patriots, the Jets. You just don't know what team you're going to get. I think it's the same thing with the Vikings. They just haven't proven to me that they can be consistent. Um, Dallas is consistently – putting up points they average 10 more points per game than the vikings um dallas defense can, has produced turnovers i mean Diggs himself has seven for the year i think the only key to this is whoever plays cooper or dak I, obviously more so dak because i want to lean that way if dak does or lock that way if dak does play is minnesota has they lead the league in, in sacks with 21 so they have to protect him, but I just that's to me the only advantage that the Vikings have is, is their defensive front. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, once that's the only advantage I, I think, they have. I mean, don't, I, would you rather have the Vikings run game? I mean, I think Dalvin Cook. Yeah, in Madison, no, I wouldn't. No, I would not. And I, I tell, I tell Lexus every week, every chance I can. I do not think Dalvin Cook is having a great season by any means. Oh, I don't think he's having a great season. I mean, uh, co- compared, I, compared to previous seasons, right? But the, I mean, you're telling me between seasons. Zeke and Tony Pollard? I mean, to me, where Zeke doesn't play, Tony Pollard always picks that up. So, no, I can't say that I would rather have Cook and Madison I mean, over Pollard and Madison. And, Madison always shows out anytime Cook is. I, I'm is aware hurt. of that. I'm aware of that. So, I mean, but, he's usually RB1 in fantasy when Cook doesn't play. So, yeah, I actually like that combo, that duo, more than I do Zeke and Pollard. I give Pollard the edge in the passing game over somebody like Madison. But at home, the defensive front, like you said, Clearly, Dak, even if he plays, it's not going to be 100%. Um, mm, I mean, I think that that's – honestly, I feel like if they were playing any other team in the league right now, it might be an easier decision for them to let Dak go. But I do think that that starts to creep into your mind when you're playing the Vikings and they're known uh, – they're a team that's known to have vicious hits. Right. I mean, they're they're big men and they have 21 sacks again on – on the season and lead the league. So exactly. I think that that factor starts to play in too, where like maybe you don't want to put your, your quarterback out there against that, that tight team. Right. Well, who's I'm not lock, 100%. I'm locking in. So conditional lock for you Dallas plus mm-hmm. two and a half if Dak plays. In and fact, if Dak does not play, I'm locking in Vikings to cover. Okay, minus two and a half. So I have a lock either way. All right. And I'm, I'm regardless locking in. Actually, the line's going to move. If if it comes out, I'm, I'm locking this in now. I'm actually going to lock it in now. And 
I think even if Dak plays, he's clearly not 100% Dak. I think this gets to three. If he doesn't play, it's definitely going to get to three. Minnesota minus three. Uh, mm-hmm. May even get up to Minnesota minus three and a half to four, if depending on when the news drops about Dak's status. Um, so this is a line where if if you like Minnesota, I think you want to go ahead and lock in minus two and a half now. Um, yeah. If you, if you I like- mean, that's actually, I just literally had that conversation with Likes before we started recording, and I asked him if he had submitted his tickets for the week. Because I, I do think that if you like the Vikings, you want to go ahead and lock them in now. Yeah, because I think it's it's trending in a bad direction for Dak. I could see him not playing this game. Um, so and then as we established, it's going to get to three, four, and even if Dak does play, you still got a pretty decent number, a team at home laying less than a field goal. I'm going to lock this in right now. If you're on the Minnesota side. But I'm also, they got two locks for this game. I'm locking in under 53 and a half. So this opened at 51 and a half. Money's coming to the over. I really like the under if Dak doesn't play. So. Is this a conditional lock? No, no, I'm just going to go ahead and lock it in. Because okay. I still think it could be a tough competitive game. Like we've said, you know, Dallas's defense has impressed. Minnesota's defense leading the league in sacks. So, I see it's kind of being a ground out NFC game. Give me the under 53 and a half. Anything else before we go on to Monday night? Nope. All right, Monday night showdown. Our last game. Last game. I got a full card. When you go back to add in the sound effects, you got to make sure you, you catch all these locks that I've had. But yeah, I don't think this is going to bode well for your record. But I'm kind of glad you're doing it. Yeah. But I just don't think it's going to bode well for you. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'm confident. Four and zero last week. Seventeen eight and one on the season. At a sixty eight percent clip, I'm getting games right. We'll see. We'll see. Sitting down there at forty eight percent, which eleven and twelve record <laughs> in the red <laughs> on on the spreadsheet. But Monday night. Giants plus 10 coming off a win. Daniel Jones with the athletic-looking one-handed grab, pull-in catch going on the road against a Kansas City team that, I mean, that's every time you turn on ESPN, NFL Network, it's what's wrong with Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's got an idea. What's wrong with the Chiefs? Are the Chiefs even going to make the playoffs? They surely can't compete for a Super Bowl this year, right? Or is the dynasty of the Chiefs over? Like, you know, that was a thing. Two straight Super Bowls, Patrick Mahomes, Young, the Andy Reid combo. This is a dynasty. Oh, is the dynasty over? Lane 10? Should the Chiefs be laying 10 points, given all of their struggles? I mean, they dropped an egg, obviously, last week against the Titans. But the week before that, what they had a two-score-plus win over the Washington football team. Um, after the disappointing loss against the Bills at home. So, what are you doing here, class? Are you riding with you know, Mahomes You know what I want to do. Like, you already know what I want to do. Yeah, you're a, secret, I, you're a secret Chiefs fan, girl. I'm going to do it. I'm going to lock them in. Whoa! <laughs> I'm going to lock them in. I'm going to lock them in. I got to. 
I, I don't know why I keep doing it, but I just I Let me gotta see. believe that they're gonna they're gonna get it together. They got to. Yeah, it's, it's against the it's against the Giants. I mean, coming they only put three points up against Tennessee. Like Mahomes, that's like the fewest points they put up since he was drafted. Mahomes ain't gonna let that happen two weeks in a row. You know, I mean, I, I love him in this bounce back right here. I mean, a lot of it, and we've been saying. You know, the turnovers obviously been killing tip yeah. balls. It's like every tip ball has gone against them this year. Um, I do think even listening to Mahomes, there is some recognition of we've been humbled. Like the last couple mm-hmm. of years, we've been able to go out and do pretty much whatever we wanted to do offensively on the football field. I mean, I think, and, I think the humbling started in the Super Bowl exactly, against Tampa Bay. Right. Right. I think it's which, just kind of which, trickled down since then. You know, but that's the surprising part is you and I in our preseason talks, you know, we're thinking about fantasy and stuff, thinking about, you know, betting games and how their season is going to go. And, you know, we felt that moment of the Super Bowl would light a fire under the Chiefs that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of watch out the Chiefs are coming back this year and they're looking to make a statement that we are back. And mm-hmm. that, you know, has quickly become apparent that that's not the case. Like, sure, they were humbled, but it didn't shake them enough. And maybe it's the, the roster construction. Maybe they didn't do enough to that roster to improve the roster. Because, you know, you can want it as bad as you want it, but if you don't have the players to get it done, whether it's the offensive line, clearly the defense needs a lot of help, which I expect them to make some moves before the trade deadline to, to improve their defense. Um, but it may just still be this roster isn't in the shape that it should be. So, but you're still in the I mean, the possibly. I mean, I look at the team and I just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they need to do some offensive line work and that defense just all around. They need to get some pass rushers. It kind of reminds me of watching Cincinnati play, and Cincinnati had, like, no pass rush at all. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, what I see with them. I mean, they get no pressure at all. And they get beat on the back end time and time again. Yeah. I mean, the the back end of that defense is just bad. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's what Buffalo did just – Expose the hell out of them over the top. Um, and I, I haven't watched the, the last two games as closely as I did that. Um, what was that? Monday night or Sunday night? Sunday night showdown mm-hmm. between them and the Bills. But I watched enough of, of that game and highlights since to know that, I mean, <laughs> this is just not a good defense. And when I think back to that Super Bowl year, that was always sort of the narrative that the Chiefs have really never had a good defense. What Mahomes has got to go out there and outscore people. But throughout the season, that defense just kept getting better and better. And really since then, even last year, it started to to have its its question marks, its its concerns, and they didn't do anything in the offseason to correct that. That's the surprising part. I give them credit. They focused on the offensive line. Whether or not that's worked out is is another question. But they at least targeted the offensive line to say, man, you know, Mahomes ran all over the field. We couldn't stop 
Tampa Bay's pass rush at all. We've got to improve the offensive line. And they, you know, made efforts to do that. Whether or not that's worked out, it so far doesn't seem like it. But they at least addressed that issue. I don't think they addressed the defense at all. Um, and to me, that's that's a big concern. So whether that was still a commitment to Mahomes is going to score enough points to win us games, like we're going to give up points, take the over in all of our games, um, but we'll still do enough to win, I don't know if that's been a good strategy. So, Right. No, I, I agree with you. But you just don't care about Danny Dimes at all. I I mean he's been playing really well. I can't That's I can't lie and say that he ha- he's been playing well. Um, I mean I'm, I think I think that my lot does get kind of scary if for some reason Quads does end up going. Yeah yeah. Because um, they can't stop. Because I mean Kansas City can't stop the run at all. So nope. it 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 gets a little scary. I just I mean Kansas City I just feel like ha- ha- they're gonna prove they got a lot to prove. They're they're gonna want to prove all these naysayers wrong, and I, I mean, it, I don't. It's not out of reach for them yet. I mean, they could still luck up and get a wild card spot, but they they definitely can't afford to to lose this game. Yeah, I'm I'm not touching this game. Um, Ten points is is too big. You don't of a have number. a lean at all. I like this game more at Kansas City minus six and a half. That that's the number where I would feel comfortable putting money on Kansas City. I mean, even though it's against the Titans, and we talked about the defense, in my opinion, may be undervalued, they still put up three points. I mean, there's there's clearly something going on there that to then say the next week they're going to cover ten, like I, I'm just not on, on board with getting to the window to do that. So right. no, no lock for me. I'm going to pass. I'm intrigued to watch the game, though. So, it's interesting this opening. I mean, you got no choice. It's a weird weird, um, primetime game. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. So. All right. I think we got to get to the recap. Mm Mm-hmm. Recaps. I already mentioned both of my teasers connected with the Arizona minus a half. Looks like what's a three-point game right now with 10 minutes left in the fourth. I gotta run upstairs as soon as we get done with this recap to to mm-hmm. get locked yeah, in on that game. Yeah, you got time to you got time to finish it. Yep. All right. Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I'm locking in Cleveland minus three and a half. Classy leans the Steelers with the points. Philly and Detroit. I'm taking Detroit money line plus one fifty five. Golf and the Lions get their only win of the season right here against a terrible Philly team. But Classy leans the Eagles minus the field goal on the hook. We're on opposite sides of the next AFC South showdown. Courtney's taking King Henry and the Titans plus one and a half. I'm locking in my Colts minus one and a half. Next game on the slate, the four o'clock kickoff, double lock of the pod, Chargers minus four. To remind our listeners, double lock so far on the season, six, one, and one. So they've been hot. We disagree about a lot, but when we do agree, it tends to work out well for us and the listeners if you so happen to tell. Next game, classy, super confident, her most confident bet of the week. Put the house on Tommy 
and the Bucks minus four and a half on the road against the Saints. Next game, we got a conditional bet from Classy. She's taking Dak and the Cowboys. If Dak plays, I'm going ahead and locking in Minnesota minus two and a half, regardless of what happens. I'm also taking the under 53 and a half in that game. And if Dak doesn't play, I, I really like that bet a lot. Monday night showdown, no bet for me, but Courtney can't stay away from Patrick Mahomes. Bets him every can't. week. She can't just, stay away. <laughs> it, it hadn't worked out too well for you this it's year. Gonna, it's going to make me she, lose my she house. Keeps, <laughs> she keeps going <laughs> back to the well. Um, yeah. At least this week you put your house on Tom Brady. I, I feel like that's a lot yeah. better bet for your house. But yeah. Courtney, Kansas City, minus 10. Boom. Any final words? Boom. No, I mean, I, I hope all your locks hit because you have a lot of them. I do. Big card for me. I, I mm-hmm. love Very. This is definitely the biggest biggest slate you've had. Or not biggest slate, but biggest card you've had. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the slate. Love the games. I think I think there was a lot of value. Clearly, I think there's a lot of value based mm-hmm. on my picks here. So, all, all right. right. Well, good luck, guys. Good luck. Thanks for listening. Once again, follow us on Twitter at Weekly Spreads. We dropped some prop bets, live bets, last-minute bets. If you see it on our Twitter account, we're we're getting to the window. Most of the time, not on the window. Most of the time, it's on a betting app on my phone. But we get there, and we, we bet our own money on these things, too. So if you tell, good luck. Hope you sh- show back next week. We'll have another slate for week nine. Signing Bye out, guys. Classy. Yep, have a good week, guys. Good luck. Good luck.